0: Thought leaders, storytellers and griots sharing personal highlights on Stories of the Week.
1: So we move on to our next story. And as you may have heard, there's been a significant rise in the Omicron virus Uh around the country and around the world, and specifically in Gauteng right now as well. And what does this mean? The first cases of Omicron were detected in the Chuanee district and coincided with a sharp rise in new infections heading the onset of the fourth ra- uh, fourth wave in Gauteng. There have been some interesting conversations and we've seen some certainly some very interesting uh, graphs and diagrams coming out. There was a whole load of stuff that came out literally in the last 24 hours, which I thought was excellent by um Within the Trania region, and on the line we've got Dr. Farid Abdullah, who's the director at the Office of AIDS and TB Research of the South African Medical Research Council. Dr. Abdullah, thank you so much for joining us.
0: Uh, morning, Michelle. Thank you, and I just say that you need to speak a little louder,
1: please. I need to speak a little louder. Yeah, that's perfect. Thank Is you. Is that perfect? You know, it's a it's a funny thing. You know, uh, Dr. Abdullah, I have I have a um, a control on my headphones here. And sometimes it comes through so loudly, and yet it obviously has some kind of an impact on what you're saying as well. So I do apologize and uh, hope that this is far better.
0: Much better, thank you. And thank you for having me on the show.
1: Dr. Abdullah, we know that Chwane has been an epicenter of the Omicron uh, outbreak. And it may be useful to find out what you feel is going on in that particular space.
0: Uh, Michelle, um, you know, uh, we published a report at the MRC um, yesterday, and uh, I just want to emphasize that these are early findings, and it could change over the next uh, couple of weeks. But what we're finding are a couple of interesting things, uh, which are different from previous waves. The, The first thing is that the age breakdown of patients. At the Steve Biko Shona District Hospital, yeah, is very different. Eighty percent of our patients at ad- ad- admission since the fourteenth of November, so basically the last two and a half weeks, yeah, have been below the age of fifty. Um, so that's the first interesting finding. Nineteen percent were children between the ages of zero and nine, and a whopping twenty-eight percent were between the ages of thirty and thirty-nine. Uh, I'll start with that. That's one difference we've seen, and I should say that um, uh, I worked um, as a doctor in the COVID uh, team at the Steve Beaker Hospital, so I have uh, first-hand uh, sight of that. Thanks.
1: So, so what um, what does that mean? I mean, you don't know what it means yet. We don't know what it means yet. But what do you? What could it potentially mean?
0: Oh uh, well, for starters, um starters. Um, you know, it, it could, uh, well, I should actually get to my second point because it kind of goes together with the first one. And the second point really is that, um, we did a snapshot survey of the 42 patients uh, who are in the ward on Thursday, that's the 2nd of December. And, um, two thirds of the patients were what I would call incidental COVID. Um, and, uh, that means that they are in the hospital for another diagnosis. These patients have uh, would have been in the hospital anyway for a medical or a surgical condition. Yeah. But they have uh, tested positive for COVID. You know, we test everyone who comes to the hospital before admitting them into any ward. And what we found that two-thirds are, in the COVID wards are, are not on oxygen. They are on room air. So they COVID positive, and they have to be treated in a COVID ward, but not for the COVID pneumonia. They are incidental pneumonia, uh, incidental COVID, and, and so so uh, putting that together with the age, I think it's starting to show that um, um, that basically this variant is probably much more transmissible than than previous variants, and that yeah. um, you know. Uh, everyone is just, uh, uh, the, the level of infection is much higher. And so we're seeing this in all the different population groups in the hospital and in the community. And that's borne out by the, the case numbers in Shuane. You've seen that the case numbers have just grown exponentially over the last uh, couple of weeks, 10 days especially. In the last five days, there were 10,000 new cases recorded in Shuane.
1: So, you know, uh, Dr. Abdullah, uh, one of the things that I saw when I looked at some of the graphs and information that came out of um, the Chwani District and the hospital was, I mean, let's call a spade a spade, that you you, you broke down those who were vaccinated and those who weren't vaccinated. And then there were those who you did not know if they were vaccinated or not. And then I started to wonder, um, are you able to ask a patient... (laughs) <laughs> have you been vaccinated? I mean, I don't even know. I mean, I'm, I know I sound a bit dumb saying that, but how does that work in a hospital?
0: Yeah, so, so great question, uh, Michelle. Um, and I'm, I'm glad to see you actually read the report. I, I spoke to journalists journalist yesterday, I only read page one. Um, so, so, yeah, uh, 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 we, um, you know, we meant the record on the hospital records if a patient is vaccinated or not. And um, that hasn't really been well done. So what what I did on Thursday is I, I went and talked to each of these patients, um, at least um, 90% of them, four of them were too ill to talk. And I, I you know asked each one of them if they were vaccinated or not. Uh, in addition to that, we've started recording now as patients get admitted uh, whether they're vaccinated or not. And as you've pointed out, a couple of interesting things on the vaccination front. So firstly, of those 42 patients, uh, only 6 were vaccinated. Um, And um, out of the total, that's 14%. But as you said, there were 8 where we couldn't identify whether they were vaccinated or not. So for the patient who is in ICU, obviously we can't talk to that person. There's a child uh, in the ward who we assume is unvaccinated. So if you can't Um, of those who knew whether they were vaccinated or not, six were vaccinated, uh, 24 were not. That's about 20%. That's quite a low vaccination rate. So the question does arise uh, if the uh, clinical picture we're seeing, which is more younger people, um, is due to the vaccination. And, you know, there might be a a marginal effect, that's my opinion. Because in Haoteng, Fifty-seven percent of fifty-year-olds and above have been vaccinated. Wow! And thirty-four uh, percent of eighteen to forty-nine-year-olds. So you know, this is, is a difference, but fifty—it it wouldn't account for this entire thing. But the, the points uh, uh, to 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 the conclusions to draw is one: vaccination is still very low. So that's a huge yes, that, problem.
1: That would have be been my point, know. first point as well. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um secondly, uh, uh, the other thing, which, you know, they, it's too small a sample to really draw a conclusion from, yep. is of the nine patients who have COVID pneumonia, all were unvaccinated. All of them were unvaccinated. The ones on oxygen with COVID pneumonia, all were unvaccinated. So, you know, that's something to say.
1: And the point is, you, you first of all, you don't want to end up in hospital. But second of all, you definitely, as far as I'm, I mean, and, and I stand to be corrected on this because this would be my own anxieties. I don't, wouldn't want to end up on oxygen or intubated because that's uh, a very severe response.
0: Well, exactly, uh, you know. Uh, uh, and and uh, my, my colleague uh, at the MRC, Professor Glenda Gray, uh, you know, says that they've the same thing when they followed up the health workers who were on the Sisonke trial. They're, right. they're showing, and I think they will publish it quite soon, if not already published, uh, that, uh, you know, there's a big difference between those who are vaccinated and those who are were not, those who got the booster and those who, who didn't. Um, so clearly vaccination is protective. All the experts in this area agree that, you know, the vaccination really does uh, and, prevent severe disease.
1: Yeah, and may, is, min- however, a may question, minimize the, Michelle, may minimize the
0: this, symptoms. This new uh, Omicron, right? Does it cause more severe disease? Does it cause less severe disease? And once again, I keep emphasizing, it's too early to say, but we, we noticed a couple of things already. But the first thing is that um, the, the number of deaths were lower than in the last two weeks compared to the last two years, to the last 18 months, okay?
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, So, um, in the Steve Biko and Shwani District Hospital, which is one complex, and I I acknowledge that it's it's one hospital, so it could be slightly different elsewhere. The number of deaths was about 7%, compared to 17% over the last two years. Uh, But that could change over the next two weeks. But there is, you know, for now, It's not statistically significant, but that's the number. The second thing, which for me is interesting, is the length of stay is a lot lower in the last two weeks compared to the last 18 months. And there's quite a big difference in the length of stay in hospitals, the number of days on average that a COVID patient stays in the ward. And the last two weeks, it's 2.8 days compared to eight days in the previous 18 months.
1: So, so that, so that could know, also lower. I mean, I know this sounds cheesy, but that could, in fact, also lower um, costs for 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 government, for health um, companies, for medical aid, for hospitals. If we are looking at it like that, so in fact, a vaccination could lower those costs as well.
0: Oh, without a doubt, uh, without a doubt, if the if we do an economic analysis, yeah, the the vaccination program is. Probably one of your like most effective cost benefit interventions you know ever over time, so uh, absolutely certain. And we, we saw the same thing with antiretroviral treatment. You know, I, I work as an HIV yes. clinician at the yeah. Vico Hospital and have been working with HIV for thirty years now, and all the data show that if you treat someone, they um, they there fewer hospitalizations. By a large measure uh, and and the savings on the system way outweigh the you know the costs of antiretroviral treatment okay doc, but there's one other thing uh, I, michelle we've got which here,
1: yeah go for it we've got 30 seconds and then i have to go to news so go for it
0: okay so so look i think i think the main conclusion is is that we have seen that the majority of admissions are what i would call incidental COVID. that could change but for now two-thirds of our patients are in the hospital with mild or asymptomatic disease. They are on room air. And this is different from what we have all seen in this area in the last few ways. The second thing um, is that even in a few other hospitals I've talked to my colleagues in Kauteng, uh, Helen Joseph, George McCarthy they have a similar thing. So we think that, I'm thinking that, um, you know, given the exponential case rate. more more incidental COVID in adults and children, Um, but we haven't seen the more severe COVID disease come through yet at the rates uh, which we have seen.
1: Uh, Vaccination
0: might have an effect, uh, but um, that's what we have. And for the true measure of severity, we'll need a little more time and a little more study, which we're going to be doing.
1: Thanks. That's Dr. Farid Abdullah. He's a director at, uh, of the Office of AIDS and TB Research of the South African Medical Research Council. He also works uh, in Chwane District at the Steve Biko uh, Hospital, District Hospital in Pretoria. Running a little bit late with the news. Our apologies. Eight o'clock time for the news. Good morning.